What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 486 of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast Hot Tags of the Week, where we'll break down some of the current events and rumors and news and gossip and other things that have gone down in the world of professional wrestling over the past few days that we feel like talking about on this Friday night. Thank you for joining us for this. I am your host as always, Tony Mango. Joining me as always is Robert D. Felice. Tony, we had about like 25 WrestleMania Week announcements this week. How you feeling? Uh, that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay. losing, I'm losing my mind and not in the, oh my God, it's so great. I'm losing my mind here. It's more of just kind of like, I got to replace that on 19 things. <laughs> kind of. Remember everybody, each um, twist and turn for the WrestleMania card, I, I've, I've lost track of how many things I need to do. I know it's at least 11 changes each time. So if they go, that's hey, triple threat, I go, there's at least 11 things I'm changing. <laughs> but hey, you know what? It could be a lot worse. It could be the type of situation where we could be talking about this on the pay-per-view point predictions in a week or so and going, oh my God, we don't have half of the WrestleMania card. What's happening? So I'll take the win in that regard. <laughs> How are you feeling when it comes to all this mania stuff? I I like that. There's a lot of one-on-one matches because I feel like the get everybody on the card thing is a little passe. However, it is exhausting that they're just like, and it's happening and it's a match. By the way, I want my royalties for for telling you the minute Illumination Chamber went off the air that Sami Zayn was going to fight Kevin Owens at WrestleMania with no knowledge of anything, but I think that's where they're going. And that's yeah. where they went. To, to, I said it, and there it is. That's that's the best booking we can do these days. Is I challenge you. Hey, look at that! It's a match. It almost like it makes Royal Rumbles and Elimination Chambers seem silly. Just challenge people. Yeah, just go out and do it. You know, go out before the Royal Rumble and challenge the WrestleMania opponent. And then you can start getting into at least a triple threat or a fatal four way or something without doing anything. (laughs) And then. Logic, you know, that's how it works. You've, you've earned it. Well, we are going to save most of that discussion for when we get to WrestleMania itself and that week, which at this point, can we not call it WrestleMania week with the amount of work that is going into this? I'm already pre-writing up some stuff and I'm behind. So it's WrestleMania month. <laughs> so let's be honest. If I have to write predictions two weeks in advance and I'm behind somehow, that's insane. It's going to be weird, and I guess this can be our first hot tag, but WrestleMania is back in business for 48 hours only because on Monday, April 12th, they are heading to the Youngling Center, and they're not going to have Youngling, isn't it? I don't know. Yingling. Um, Youngling is what Anakin kills in Star Wars. <laughs> l- listen, I, I read that a few times and I'm like, I'm going to say Youngling because that, that looks right to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Yingling. But then again, I'm not a drinker, so I don't know for sure. But Yingling. <laughs> uh, listen, it's sort of the University of South Florida. Someone uh, needs to tweet that out with um, Obi-Wan saying, killing Younglings. <laughs> You can't do that to Grogu. Hashtag Last Jedi sucked. The uh, 
<laughs> it came up naturally this time. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, they're gonna go back to uh they're it's still in Tampa, right? It's uh it's still in the relative area, yeah. So they're not really moving far or anything. They're just moving to another arena and keeping the Thunderdome, which makes sense. They're not gonna go into just now we have fans all the time and we're gonna start filling up every single arena. But I didn't expect anything other than that. I really wasn't expecting them to suddenly pack up their bags and go to Texas or something. I kind of, I think that they're going to be so done with Florida. As soon as they can, they're booking it. They're going to be so fucking done with Florida. But I think it's just way too convenient where way too many people live around that area. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Texas is like Washington, but at the same time, you figure why not minimize the amount of flights stick around there. It's, it's wild, man. Like I Mark Mara. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going to start doing that. If you ever say wild, man, just like when you say it's the total package. Listen, we'll get to Sable later on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, it, to me, I wonder if by the end of this first night with fans, I'm going to be like, I'm good. I'm glad we don't have fans anymore. Maybe, you know, if we just start getting a bunch of Randy Savage chants. Yeah. Now, like, don't get me wrong. Gonna... Randy Savage is amazing. One of my favorites of all time. But if the fans are kind of like, we're finally here and we're going to start, I don't know, chanting uh, JBL. Yeah. I, I can't. I, in all good consciousness, I can't say I've really missed any of that. I miss the fans. I miss a genuine reaction. I miss people being able to tell WWE if they like something or not. Cause for a year we've been dealing with, well, you hear the WWE universe, they're cheering for that guy. And it's like, well, that might not be true. That's <laughs> being, you know, you pull, uh, remember, uh, peel the curtain away and it might be a different thing behind there. You know, uh, the Dominic Mysterio has never wrestled in front of people. Retribution never did anything in front of people, and now they never will. Yeah, Dominic is one of the people I'm featuring on an article coming up of people who are unsung heroes of Raw and SmackDown who deserve a WrestleMania moment. Because Bailey's number one on that list, yes. Bailey's on the list. Well, there's not a ranking, but uh, okay, well, Bailey's on the there, list. Uh, if there was, it'd be Bailey, wouldn't it? Dominic's on the list. Angel Garza is on the list because that dude wrestled like half of the matches during the beginning of the pandemic. And they were like, Oh, thank you so much for saving us. Can you go away now? It's <laughs> just a shame. I forget who else. Garza, on there. <clears throat> and Andrade and Zelina Vega, Zelina Vega, Austin theory and the street profits owned the pandemic. They carried raw for a while and two of them are gone now. Mm-hmm. And one's on main event. Yeah. That's not okay. The main event one can't get a single storyline going for like four months. And the other two got pushed out of the company and the other one's on NXT. Although Austin Theory is doing arguably the best because he's got like a good stable going on and everything. I like the way. That is the way. That is the way. 
So if you know what the way is and you want to leave a comment below and tell us your thoughts on all these other kind of things we're going to be talking about, then go ahead and do that because that's great. Uh, we like to encourage more diverse opinions, whether you agree or you disagree about whatever we got to say here. And if you want to talk about some other topics that we're not even talking about as well, put them in there. We'll try to respond to that. While you're over there on the YouTube page, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the applause button, hit the join button, which is the same as the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash smartoutmoment. Toss a buck our way because I'm pretty sure that we are giving you more than enough content for a buck a month. There's the Pick Your Poison tier. There is the Dark Cast tier. Remember, more and more people to do that, the more likely it is that I'm going to bump that down and you know save what? you half I'm the price. You I'm going to pitch something, and I, I did not run this by Tony. He's going to be very surprised when I say this. But how would you guys feel if there was a $5 tier on a mango tree Patreon and that gave you dark cast access to the fanboy stuff and the spark out moment stuff? Would you be more inclined to pay $5 for all of it? Something to think maybe, about. Maybe if, that's something to think about. If, uh, if that's something that you're interested in, let me know. You know, it's always a chance that we could do something like that. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not married to anything, except in a couple months I will be married to Caroline. <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I'll do the wedding fun thing by that time too, hopefully. So, you know, take advantage of that and show us some love, help us grow, because that is the best way to make sure that we do end up having the time and the resources to be able to do these kind of things. Go to patreon.com slash moment and patreon.com slash fanboysanonymous. I promise the plugs will be over in a minute. Everybody just listen. Uh... Fanboys Anonymous is the other site that is dealing with the movie review type content, things on the other sides of the geek culture spectrum, like TV and comics and video games and such. So if you want some of the content of us having some Pokemon battles like we did with the mock draft, or if you want to check out our James Bond review series that we've got going on here, a review to a kill, which is so fun that we've been doing that. I'm so glad that we're doing that. The most recent one being The Man with the Golden Gun was uploaded, so check that out if you haven't checked that out already. We got Godzilla vs. Kong coming up, and we've pretty much decided at this point we're doing a fan tracks. Yes. We are, unless something changes, the game plan right now is we're going to watch that for the first time on the podcast instead of being like, all right, we watch it and then we'll watch it again and crack jokes. No, we're going to get our full reactions of like, oh my God, Kong did that kind of a thing, <laughs> you know, so... Uh, if I were one of those really bad marketing people, the one that's like the person who told uh, Hillary Clinton to Pokemon go to the polls, that kind of thing, I'd be like, so if you like a SmackDown like on you, you'd see with uh, WrestleMania, then check out the SmackDown that's coming to Fanboys and Anonymous. <laughs> Pokemon go to... I mean, God... Oh. That was terrible, wasn't it? It was a, was a strange time, and it set the pace for hell. It really <laughs> did. <laughs> uh, wait, was that before or after Brock Lesnar lost, uh, beat um, that was, Undertaker? That was well after. That was a good two years. See, there you go. <laughs> it still keeps going back. We wouldn't have gotten Pokemon Go to the polls if Undertaker would have beaten Brock You know Brock what's Lesner. wild is there's a certain group of people that I know that genuinely subscribe to this theory of I don't know that it all goes with the streak. Streak goes and the rest of it goes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go on above topsecret.com and post it. <laughs> 
So yeah, check out all the stuff happening on fanboysanonymous.com and show some love over to that brand as well. And subscribe on both this channel and the other channel and all the other channels. Just hit that subscribe button on YouTube and ring that little notification bell. Especially because this weekend we've got on Sunday at noon Eastern our WrestleMania 19 watch along. Hopefully you guys will be able to join us live with that. If not, then you'll be able to check it out afterward. But at the same time, that's our game plan for that. So mark that on your calendars. I think that that's all the plugs that I can knock out for right now. We'll come back around to some other things later on. This isn't the plug podcast. Let's get into the rest of the hot tags here. Let's talk about some Hall of Fame stuff. Now, I will plug that next week we're doing the wrestling with the past about the Hall of Fame class of 2020 and 2021. So we won't talk in great detail about this, but we'll talk about the announcements for right now. Two people have been officially confirmed, and one person is basically confirmed by everybody except for WWE, which is really kind of, I guess they're just waiting. They don't want to do it all in one week. The one who's not yet confirmed 100% is Rob Van Dam. And the two that- first reported by Sean Rossap of Fightful.com. Yeah. And then everybody else is like, oh, that's what SRS is saying. So They need to legitimately announce it at 420. <laughs> I don't care what 420, if it's you know AM, PM, what day. I just think it's funny. I, I, it would pop me so big if they're just like, hey, it's 420. Here's a Hall of Fame announcement. Yeah. RBD. <laughs> they can't wait until April 20th, but they can do it at 420 in the afternoon or 420 in the morning for that matter. I don't think that they would, but, you know, that'd be kind of funny. But Kane and the Great Collie are the other two. And uh, Kane, of course... First ballot Hall of Famer, absolutely amazing performer, one of the best big men that's ever stepped foot in the ring. He should be in front of people. Yep. He's a weird one. If you want to say that Batista is a a no go because that needs to be in front of people, Kane is all the same. It's a schedule thing. Yeah, that's BS. I mean, that might be a factor too, but at the same time, I I don't buy it 100%. Look, Kane deserves it. Uh, Not even debatable. He definitely does. I I wanted Undertaker. By the way, this happened on the world-famous bump. Yeah. Mark Calloway, the man, basically like, hey, Glenn, you're going to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Nice little moment, too, where where they're both, like, trying not to cry. Yeah, and it's so nice because you just got, like, Evan T. Mack and Caleb Braxton and Popola being like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. We're here for it. It's like... It's always, cool. it's always good when you see like Undertaker is just sort of like, so it's my my pleasure to announce to you, like you will be the uh, the next inductee, whatever. And then it's like Kane's just kind of like mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and it's like, yeah, I know exactly that feeling. It's that like I'm gonna cry, don't want to, gonna just express anger instead. And it's like, well, you know, I I uh, <laughs> thing. you're like, oh, that's nice. And look, all choked up, just going, well, you know, and it's like, he's like, you know, you're great. It's, yeah. I would have been, I would pop if Taker was just like, I started seven years before you. Where the fuck is my, like, what about <laughs> me? Or if he would just be like, uh, you know, despite all my efforts to burn you alive. <laughs> yeah. You're still around and you're mayor. So. It's, uh, I mean, they're... the antithesis of Kane, not in terms of deserving per se, but in terms of wow, he should really be in front of people. The great <laughs> colleague, 
Kali is perfect for this type of Hall of Fame because, let's be honest, people would be crapping all over his Hall of Fame speech. What? Right. And it would be, I don't think it would be justified. I think Great Kali deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. It's weird because we've made fun of him. Everybody's made fun of him. He was terrible in the ring. And there's no debate about that either. Like, he wasn't able to be what he could have been you know when you're that big you can't run around and you know do planches and stuff so i don't judge the great collie based off of could he step in the ring with bret hart and outwork him no but he's a former world champion he was a big enough star he's a huge star in india he's going to be one of these guys that they rely on for years and years and years to come Put him I in the Hall gonna, of Fame. Come on. It's it's I fine. I'm going to get this off my chest. Ranjan Singh told him it was like a Zoom call thing. And this man is fantastic. His response was, yeah. He's <laughs> just like, yay. Like he threw his arms up like a child. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> and for the love of God, please be inducted. By a giant Zangier and <laughs> Do you think that because they haven't announced any people that are going to be inducting any of these people? Do you think that it's going to be Sing or do you think it's going to be General Hall? It should it should be Sing, it should be Sing, but also Dilshir Shanky. <laughs> just just because Dilshir Shanky. Because <laughs> it's Shanky mania. They need seven foot tall. He's big. Kali's big. Uh, Andre's big. Kali. Babatunde's big. You know. <laughs> Kali gets in there before Big Show. Now, this year, there's an obvious reason for that. Yeah. But it's still a little weird, isn't it? Kane goes in before Taker, and yeah, Kali goes in before Big Show. I will say this is an interesting class in that for the first time, for me, I can say that every member of the 2021 class I've seen for years and years and years. Like, I watched when they were in their prime. So it's weird for me. When was uh, Kali's prime, you think? That first year. 07? Yeah. He beat the shit out of Taker. I bought it. <laughs> I, I was like, I bought way into Kali. I thought he was great. And then he started dancing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that uh, Natalia is going to be the one that inducts the great Kali. <laughs> I mean, poor uh, Runjan. Alex Abrahantes just stole his gimmick. Penta says, and the yeah. says. <laughs> maybe Davari will come back too. Maybe we'll just make this a big like family affair kind of thing. It well, should literally be everybody from the Superstar Spectacle. All of them. AJ Styles. <laughs> no, 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 it's not Omas. <laughs> So those uh, three names, of course, next week they'll probably announce the RVD name. Uh, I think they're all people who deserve oh, to be I in the Hall of Fame. RVD fifty years old. Time passes. Like that's that's he can't age. You can't be a dude smoking pot at fifty. <laughs> yeah, like he is perpetually like thirty. Yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> uh, he, There's he, a dude that's perpetually thirty. Me, like how. There are certain people who, even though I know Shawn Michaels is bald, in my mind, he just looks like he did in 2008. Yeah, see, in like, my mind, Shawn Michaels has a hat on. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he started that in 2008. That's when he kind of just started, okay, I'm putting cowboy hats on all day. Uh, Like, it's just crazy to me that RVD, they're all old and retiring, and it just feels weird. How old is Austin? 53 or something like that? Hmm. Somewhere in his 50s. I don't know exactly where. He still looks pretty good. Yeah, he, he pretty much looks the same that he's looked for the past like 15 years. So <laughs> good for him. Maybe it's something in the uh, the IPA. I don't know. Did you check out that Orton thing? I haven't checked it out yet. I, I haven't, but some of the articles I've seen coming out of it seem pretty cool. Of course, so uh, you might not be able to if um, you know no, Peacock I mean, doesn't let you. <laughs> uh, well, thankfully, it, it meets the standard and practices, you know. Let's talk about that, because Peacock... You got cock in your name. How many <laughs> can you really have? It's P and it's... it's... <laughs> Peacock is editing WWE footage. They have nowhere near as much footage as they need to have on this platform, and what they have, they're already editing some stuff out. Now, it's not that they're editing stuff like they're just not uploading some things. Whether they, They're not, but you know what I mean. It's more so that they're editing this for standards and practices according to what they consider to be offensive material and the things that are going to get them in trouble. And one of the first examples that people had come across was Rowdy Roddy Piper against Bad News Brown from WrestleMania 6. And it seems like you could just start adding more and more and more to this list. I don't like this for a couple different reasons. And I'm going to specify and preface this and whatever that I get why it's happening. And I don't disagree with the sentiment behind it. So if anybody's like, oh, Tony likes it. No, I'm not saying that that stuff's good. Not saying that. Don't put words in my mouth. What I am saying is I think the better way to do this from what we've seen, I think Disney Plus might do this too. I don't know exactly for sure. But some things have been airing in this kind of capacity. The better way to do things that are problematic like this is to air it with a warning ahead of time. And to have a thing that says some of the material that is in this show is uh, was not, you know, looked at in the same eyes that it is now. Nowadays, this is considered offensive. It does not reflect the way that things are. Watch it with viewer discretion. If you need to put a parental lock on it, put a parental lock on it. But you don't just edit history, you learn from it. That's the best case scenario. So, same disclaimer Tony just put on his words. Uh, This sucks. This, This sucks. Listen... Roddy Piper doing blackface at WrestleMania 6 was bad. Right. You know, this Vince McMahon saying keep it up, you know what, to John Cena's Virus Series in 2005 was funny, but bad. I don't think that they should be getting rid of these things. You're sending a message that it's okay to just erase things from history. And I think good or bad it's that's a bad message to send because that's how misinformation is that's how misinformation becomes fact 
Because it's like, oh, what did Roddy Piper do at WrestleMania 6? I guess he wasn't there. Now, granted, it's not like back in the early days of the Benoit tragedy where there are certain cuts of WrestleMania 20 out there, Tony, that are literally edited to have Eddie and Angle be the main event and Michael Cole, like, says a wild line at the end where it makes it seem like, oh, that's the end of the show. Mm. Like, there are cuts of that show with the triple threat completely gone. It's not that extreme yet, but it could get, you know? But it's like, at what point do you say that something crosses the line that needs to be taken out? Like, anybody can be offended about anything. I'm offended that Star Wars sucks now. Does that mean that I think that uh, every movie that Kathleen Kennedy has ever worked on should be erased from history? No. Does it mean that, uh, for instance, you know, an actor like Kevin Spacey, he is not in uh, a good spot right now. He hasn't been for a couple of years. Does that mean that American Beauty is not a good movie? It's an amazing movie. Just happens to star somebody who's got this real big negative thing surrounding him. You know, there's right. pro- there's problems with things, and nobody's perfect. And I don't think that, like the live sex celebration. I don't know why that one came to mind in particular, but it did. Somebody, uh, I'm sure, is horribly offended about it because even well, even that, I'll let you go and I'll pick back off of that. Well, it's like that whole episode of Raw is built around that scene. If they take that out, what does that episode of Raw look like? And I know that the answer for them is they don't care because it's one episode of Raw and you'll eventually – you could look it up if you need to and there's – you know check it out on Daily Motion and whatever. And they're only covering their ass. That's what that is because corporations well, are just I... worried about whether or not there's going to be a problem. You know, If you find uh, shrimp in your Cinnamon Toast Crunch, then they just are going to say that it's not shrimp no, because no, they – you know, it's not shrimp. It's probably coagulated it's sugar. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Still not stopping me from eating Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You know what? I'll put it out there. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the best cereal of all time. You know what? I love shrimp. So <laughs> I'm not the expecting audacity. to get both. Well, you also don't want rat feces and floss. Now that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I, I tweeted about this. Though. I said, uh, man, these um these toys are getting more complicated than when I was a kid. <laughs> you never know what you might find. Yeah, it used to be that you get like a little, a uh, little plastic prize in there, you know, a little baseball card or something, and it's like, hey, now you get shrimp. Okay, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what kids like these days. Crustaceans, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but to me, I don't know this this type of stuff. What was the thing that you were saying before? I said, I'm going to let you go off and then I'll do that. Now I'm, lo- I'm losing my train no, of thought because I'm thinking Cinema Toast Crunch. Live sex celebration. Like... That, all right, live sex celebration. Yeah, the MPAA is something that uh, is a good point to bring up with this. Because if you watch, I think it's called Censored. It's a documentary about the, a- uh, the MPAA. For anybody who doesn't know, Motion Picture Association of America. They're the ones that are responsible for determining if something's PG, PG-13, et cetera, et cetera. Back in the day, we didn't have PG-13. It was G-P-G-R, and then 
X or unrated or, you know, whatever. Uh, NC-17 is another term for that. So when a movie comes out like Temple of Doom, the second Indiana Jones movie, and people are arguing that's rated R because he pulls out uh, a heart. And other people are like, no, it's a fun, like, romp. Like, kids should be fine with seeing this. Doesn't need to be the same as it's on par with Taxi Driver or something. And then they go, well, let's create PG-13. So it could be like a middle ground. And now the most profitable movies of all time are all pre-G-13 for the most part. And, you know, talk about those uh, James Bond films that we've been watching. All the ones that we've watched so far are PG. No. Every single one of them. There's not a single Bond movie that gets PG-13 and total license to kill. That's because, ridiculous. Because there just wasn't a PG-13 rating at that time. It's and they all were, about, like, it's all about sex. Right. The pussy galore. And you catch the wrong person on the MPAA, and they are going to think that it's more offensive that a character is having sex than a character is killing somebody. And you can get away with decapitating somebody in a PG-13 movie easier than you can with, and it sounds ridiculous to say, but it's true. Look it up. It is more of a problem to the MPAA to show a woman masturbating than it is for somebody to have their head blown off. Because to the people in the MPAA, sex is more of a problem and needs to be censored more than violence. That's weird, man. And you catch another person and somebody else is going to say, violence is the problem. Sex is fine. So who determines what's offensive and who determines what gets erased from history? So that's why you let people decide. If they don't want to watch something that has the warning ahead of time, they don't need to watch that episode. Give them the warning ahead of time and keep the episode up. And to be fair, the network... Did this from day one. The network. And by the way, now the network is also whatever Peacock takes off, they're taking off the network. So international fans, you're not getting off easy. Oh, they're not even keeping it up on the network? Nope. I had originally seen the Piper thing still there, but a new update came out today where it was like, yeah, they're taking anything they take off Peacock. They're also taking off the... Uh, regular network. That's ridiculous. So, um, so at one yeah. point, like, are we going to not see, I don't know. I mean, I can think of a thousand examples, I'm sure of things that somebody would be offended about, you know, like I legitimately checked to see if they still had the Vince McMahon match with God. Right. They just keep that in. I'm sure tons of people are upset about that. Cause like they made it sound offensive. Mm-hmm. Although I did rewatch it, and it's tremendous. <laughs> it says the the shining light is portraying God, and it's gliding to the ring. I guess you could say. And then says, "No, no, we're gonna do this my way. And you need to have a real entrance. I need to see God get jiggy with it." <laughs> and they start playing Brutus Clay's theme song, and Vince is dancing to somebody calling my mom. Wrestling is great. Wrestling is one of the most ridiculous, stupid, impossible to defend type of things in the world. And it's like, you know what you're getting into. <laughs> you know what I mean? This isn't like somebody goes on the 11 o'clock news and they start screaming expletives. Yeah, then you bleep them. But you watch pro wrestling. Who's to say, like, what's more, um, what's more offensive? Blasphemous stuff? Sexist stuff? Racist stuff? Do you, is there a weight value? Is there like a, a sheet going around 
NBCU right now there that says like there genuinely probably is some kind of a checks and balances mark where it's like, well, if they say this and they say it three, you know, like again, like the MPAA, you can say the word fuck one time in a PG 13 movie. If you say it twice, you're R. It does not matter at all. Anything that's rest in the movie. If you say that twice, you're a rated R film. Stupid. So you could say shit a million times. So that's why you watch a movie like Transformers and people will be like, shit, 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 shit. If they went, ah, fuck, fuck, you'd be like, get rid of that second fuck. Which is like, what? (laughs) It's wild. It, It doesn't matter that this character gets impaled. He said fuck a second time. Also, uh, that woman is topless. And she may or may not be masturbating. It's <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. I, there's probably a thousand things in one year's worth of WWE content that somebody could be offended about. Whether it's specifically the attitude error. Yeah, whether it's something that I think is justified or you think is justified or other people think is okay or the same or whatever. Are we going to get barks like a dog? Are we going to get rid of that? Are we going to get rid of Piggy James? Because that's offensive. That's not right. Fat shaming. Fucking hot. Right. I I never understood the Piggy James angle. It's like the kind of the point of it supposed to be that somebody's fat. Don't they have to be fat for that? You know. Okay. Whatever. And she never was, and I I never understood that ever. Not in the slightest bit. Uh, shout out to the winner of the first ever uh, Texas Superstars tournament. Uh, are, are you gonna get rid of, for instance, everything that DX has done? That's, that's <laughs> something you got to think about. The cookout scene, you know, with the barbecue uh, grill and everything. Are you gonna get rid of that? Are you gonna get rid of the thing where they're making fun of uh, President Clinton because it's, you know, uh, I didn't sleep with the intern, that kind of thing? Like, as a matter of fact, that was that. Oh, man, I love that. It's, it's good. Are we getting rid of uh, like all the references to Chris Benoit? Are we getting rid of everything that's like, uh, I don't know, Nation of Domination? Because that's talking about race issues. Kerwin White? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'd be all right if they took out like the two pieces of footage that have Kerwin White. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a matter of like, where's the line? Where do you draw the line? And why can't you just keep it up there with a warning? I think that that's the best thing that you could do. And maybe that's uh, up for debate. I don't know. If it is, drop a comment below. Tell us your thoughts and if you think that we're wrong about that. (laughs) And we'll see. We'll see how far this goes. Yeah. If we start seeing that like half of all the WWE content is eradicated, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I, I definitely, I'll say this. I don't know, you might get away with Mae Young giving birth to a hand. I don't know how much Godfather content you get. Light a fatty for this pimp dad. Like, it's, a lot of it's offensive. Uh, what's it, uh, Terry's uh, group. I'm blanking on the name now. Um, uh, PMS. No, the other one. Uh, the Terry Invitational Tournament? Uh, uh, That's what no, it was? Yeah, the tag tournament, the TIT. Yeah. The Terry Invitational Tournament. Do we get rid of that? Do we get rid of uh, Sable taking her top off? Uh, no, she's got pasties on. Somebody would be offended. 
They'd be like, oh my God, my kid watched this and this woman was floating her body around, you know? To be fair, I just found out that they've officially taken a SpongeBob episode out of rotation for it not being appropriate for kids. And it's one of the episodes I grew up on too. And it's, it's, it's just very weird. It's like, you got to stop sanitizing everything, guys. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I still have not seen a single full episode of SpongeBob. That's very strange to me. <laughs> it's past my uh, my age bracket a little bit. Plus, I'm not a stoner. so <laughs> Everybody that I know that does really watch uh, SpongeBob that's in my age range. Well, not everybody. There's a couple of people that don't, but most of them are like, SpongeBob's great. <laughs> it's been a while since I made that noise. <laughs> well, yeah, let me tell you, panty raids are not for children. Oh, that's what the episode's about? It was a, it's about midlife crisis. <laughs> and I'll go through this real quick. Mr. Krabs is going through a midlife crisis. He decides that he hears SpongeBob and Patrick talking about a night out on the town. The end of the episode is they take him on a panty raid, and it turns out that he's raiding his mother's panties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which features the great line of, why didn't you tell me this was my mother's house? You never asked. Why is this a kid's show? <laughs> why, why, why would a kid's show have an episode about that? So that's what they're getting at now. But the episode was released in like 0203. And listen, a lot of kids have grown up since then and they're fine. I'm fine. You know, like people younger than me are fine, mostly. Like, I mean, you got to get rid of everything from Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get rid of like, I guess... 60% of Rocco, most likely. Yeah, Rocco is pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, he, he calls us, uh, he works at a sex line, <laughs> a oh, sex phone oh, line at one point. Oh, so. baby, oh, baby. <laughs> Rocco. <laughs> this is big head. Uh, if you want more discussion deep. about uh, Nickelodeon stuff, remember Fanboys Anonymous. There's a pick your poison tier. Discussion about weird names like Big Head, check out a review <laughs> Kill Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're into Holly Goodhead. Uh, you got two more episodes to go before we get into Hollywood Head. Let's talk about another TV show. The Rhodes to the Top reality TV show that's coming. It's Cody and Brandy Rhodes. It's revolving around them. It's one of those scripted reality shows, which I have. Oh, they, they said unscripted, sir. It's going to no be scripted. Come on, there's there no script for You know what it'll be? It'll be, there's no script for this. We just set things up and let it happen. You know, it's what all of them are like. Yeah. There's technically no script. They're not reading lines. They're just manufacturing plot and being coached on what to say. You know, that kind of a thing. I hate reality shows. I hate every single one of them with a passion. Because even though I watch Big Brother, Big Brother has sucked for like 10 years. Because the show has become too manufactured. And it's just Alison Grodner and... The other kind of people that are responsible for picking the way that the show is going to go. They just, they want people to wear stupid costumes and they want people to start every episode's uh, challenge with. So now we said that what the challenge is all about. Uh, I got to win this one because if I don't win, I could be up on the block. The lowest common denominator BS. And shows like, like, yeah, shows like Total Bellas and Total Divas and Ms. and Mrs. I can't watch them. They're just so cringy. I will maintain 
that the first season of Total Divas with Daniel Bryan telling Cameron who wanted to turn up, well, we could all talk about contemporary global issues, was still one of the funniest things I've ever seen in the history of television. But that's because I believe that Daniel Bryan's reaction to somebody saying, let's turn up, would be, well, we could all talk about global <laughs> issues. I like Brian, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but- Brian would be the type of guy, I feel like, if I hung out with him, he'd either, like, we'd either, either really... like him or really don't. Yeah, it's one or the other. It's either like, well, you're a nice guy and we get along really well, or, well, you're a nice guy and we are fundamentally different people and you hate my guts you know kind of thing. I like Brian though but uh I, I, do I mean yeah I get what you're saying like Ms and Mrs can be hard to watch when you I'm get the whole thing where it's it. like oh no we dropped the cake of course you dropped the cake because you know why because the script said drop the cake and react that's why oh hold on have you ever seen anybody who looks like Mrs. dad that's not a real guy <laughs> <laughs> Any of these shows, though, like, they can market it all they want. Cody and Brandy Rhodes, we're being real to you guys, whatever. Maybe they get, like, two episodes in, and it's not just like, well, how about we start, you know, what if you and Brandy go to go to some kind of sex shop and uh, get, like, a, a therapist to talk about how kinky you could be? That's not going to people to pay attention. And Didn't they have, do that with Natty and TJ? Probably, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pitching that as something that I'm, I guarantee would be on like any episode of these kind of things, and that, that wouldn't shock me if that's the case. But like, they have like the same ideas. That's what it is. It's you follow people, you try to make them argue with each other. They end every episode with, "Well, we've realized that we're all just family," and blah blah blah, and we do whatever. Next time they argue again, Ugh, fuck you. I would be actually interested if there was a TV show that was like, let's just follow Cody and Brandy around and not script a single thing. Just the same as like, I would follow a Miz and Mrs. show if it was them being like, okay, here's footage of the Miz coming back from a flight and being like, guys, I really don't want to film anything right now. I'm really tired. Sorry. I'd be more interested in that than for it to be like, here's my vasectomy reveal party, you know? See, if you have the right people, it can work out. And the one thing I will say about the WWE reality shows, so far they've had the right people. Like, I believe the Bellas would be a tamer version of what they present on television. I believe Miz is exactly like that. <laughs> I believe he would have a vasectomy reveal party. It's like, with Cody and Brandy, I'm looking forward to a lot of Pharaoh. Because I think that dog is amazing. He's a good boy. He's Hopefully good no, boy. Uh, no pyro. <laughs> no pyro. Uh, there's going to be some behind-the-scenes MJF. So that'll be fun. And I'm kind of just looking forward to it. Because, like... Look, they're an interesting family. You can't deny that the Rhodes family must be interesting. And Cody seems like he's got some slight mommy issues. So, like, I, I kind of want to see how that plays out. Really? Just, like, have you ever heard him talk about his mother? 
I don't think so. About how, like, she's a very stirred woman, and he's always like trying to get that approval. So, <laughs> like, that's interesting to me. Let's see how that goes. Total new uh, information for me. Never come across that before. Eh, maybe I'm reading too much into it. But man, it's a I shame like that the... Dusty isn't in this. Oh God, Dusty! Now I'd watch a reality show of Dusty in his heyday. Again, just put the camera on the guy. You know, like do that with some of these people, and I'd be interested. If they could have just followed Dusty Rhodes around when he was still alive, that'd have been amazing. Could you believe again? Dusty's character. I believe Vince would be a hell of a show. Like we, we said this before. Just show the McMahon family at dinner. Yeah, like, show their Thanksgiving dinner completely. Like, step away. Put a GoPro in the corner of the room and just leave. And that yeah. would be the most fascinating thing on television <laughs> in an entire year. Even if it's... And it's it sounds hyperbole. Uh, it's not. It's not. I'm not being hyperbolic here. If you just showed that footage and it's literally just basically them eating and Vince just being like, can you, uh, can you pass me the mashed potatoes there, pal? I'd be like, oh, Vince is a mashed potato guy. Okay. Like, I'd be fucking enthralled. And to be fair, that says a lot about us. Yeah. You know? I, <laughs> you'd, you'd get some article out of me where I'd be like, Triple H is a, a three dessert serving kind of guy. Huh? You know? Triple H went for the peach cobbler. I was not expecting the peach cobbler. Shane McMahon, he passes things doing the little uh, dance that he does. <laughs> like, that's how he passes it from one side of the table to the other. You know, he like, tried to do it too. Mashed potatoes went everywhere. Right, yeah. Instead of uh, here comes the money, it comes like uh, here comes the cranberry sauce. <laughs> and I guarantee you it would be what we're saying is authenticity is good. These shows typically not. Yeah, these are the furthest thing from it, except for the fact that people are people. <laughs> yeah. However, this is not the third hour of content. That's Tony Khan. Yeah, there you go. So we're getting a third hour, and a fourth, and a fifth, and a sixth, and a seventh, and an eighth, well, and none of it's the third. Uh, the half an hour. They're half hour shows. Yeah, this one's gonna be half an hour. Even still, though, uh, at this point, where is at this point, as if it hasn't already been past that point, there's too much. And I think AEW has a lot of content for a company that's very new. Yeah. TNT must just be like, give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just and hit me with everything. If you want to do that. a show about uh, Orange Cassidy just reacting to things and just doing a thumbs up, do it. You know, put it on uh, Tuesday afternoons, followed by reruns of something. I don't know. Everybody loves right Followed by uh, Justice League, the Not Snyder Cut. <laughs> What's even on TNT these days? I never watch anything on I, TV. That's why I said Justice League, because I've seen that a couple of times before uh, Dynamite. It's trying to capitalize on people that go, oh, see, it's on TNT. We don't need to get that HBO Max, and then they watch that footage. You know? <laughs> right. It's like uh, one of those genuine Bolex watches <laughs> kind of things. What's that? The meme of, uh, we've got that at home. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> we've got we Justice League at home. <laughs> It's the shot of uh, Flash laying on top of uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> just being like... No, it's just a shot of the edited out mustache. <laughs> Awful. Just the mustache. <laughs> it's just, just, the mustache. just the layer on Photoshop that has the mustache. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. We gotta talk about this. Going mustache? back to Peacock for a second. 
Let's talk about bad photoshops, Tony. Talk about the WrestleMania 2 logo. Oh, man. If you're on the Facebook group that we have, facebook.com slash group slash the Mega Maniacs, I went through the other day and I started adding uh, all these reference photos for an article that I've got coming out soon on April 1st, I think is when it's going to be published. I already wrote it. But I'm uh, doing the history and evolution of the WWE WrestleMania logo. So all 37 logos and everything. If you've checked out the Royal Rumble one and the SummerSlam one, you know what we're getting into. Tony. So, all right, I'm looking at it now. That's real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Click on WrestleMania 2, and you will see that they decided, instead of uploading any version of the WrestleMania 2 logo that would work, they wanted to upload a grainy footage, uh, footage photo of the WrestleMania 2 logo that has the old WWF logo and they didn't take literally it's a minute and a half to do this. I did it and I don't even have access to the graphics. They took the old WWF logo and they went in paint and they put a red dot over two little parts of it. It looks terrible. There's no excuse. This is unreal. I cannot believe that this is a real photo. I, like you showed it, and I'm like, no, no. There's no excuse because they that never should be uploaded to begin with. And even if it is, the moment anybody notices it, you replace it. It literally takes a minute in Photoshop, and then I can't imagine it's more than thirty seconds to log into the system and to replace the image. I've done it. If I've done it already, you can take my graphic and replace it. I'll put it on record. WWE, you have full permission to take my graphic of WrestleMania 2 and put it on there. Because you've got, just take the old school version of the WWE logo that they've created over the years and put that over the old one. That's it. Takes two seconds. Unreal. Attention to detail. Yeah, I, I I genuinely like I cannot believe that's a real thing. All the more reason I keep making this case. It's not that hard. That not only is it not that hard, but also hire me. I'm saying hire me. I'd be the one that would be calling attention to this and making sure people can't make fun of it on a podcast. You know. Shout out to Dan Volmer. <laughs> so. Yeah, shout out to the people that are checking my uh, application from NBC Universal. I'm sure they're not going to really like my uh, complaints no, about Peacock from earlier. Who has to go through and find all the controversial content? Yeah, and I'd be like, "Here's my report for the day. Put a warning in front and keep it the same, and upload everything as quickly as possible because you should have everything up ahead of time because you knew that this deal was in the works for probably a year." And they'd be like, "Oh, you're fired." <laughs> No, but granted, this at least makes sense as to why they're not going to just put everything on there. At least it's like, okay, we're going through thousands of hours of content. 17,000, I think it is. Yeah, it's crazy. wonder how many people they have to do that. Before SummerSlam. It depends on how many people. Because you figure if they have 100 employees just dedicated to this, which I highly doubt is the case, then, you know, divide that by 100. And if that's their only job is to do like the asset management when it comes to that stuff, then they could be watching that stuff around the clock almost. 
That's crazy. And I'm sure that they don't have to actually like watch, watch all of it either. Like That's... take out all of the matches, for instance. The matches themselves, you're not gonna have to watch a 30 minute match. You just know if something happens in it. It's gonna be more so about promos, more so about you know Katie Vick, is that gonna be on there? You know? Probably not. Oh my god, no. But then that makes the rest of the that makes the whole pay-per-view plot not make sense. The whole thing is built around Kane, you're a murderer, and hey, here's you screwing a corpse. Actually, no, I took that back. As we found out in the Paul Hammond SmackDown podcast, the Katie Vick thing, I believe, is the night following No Mercy, so they can maybe get around that. You know that Simpsons thing where they put the glass over the characters' mouths so they could go, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and that kind of thing. Yep. It'll be like, and the story behind this feud is they're fighting. Oh my God. It's such a great story. <laughs> uh, let's it's move so on stupid. to another hot tag that we've got here. The WWE 50 greatest women superstars list. This is a oh boy, WWE boy. list. Not something We're that's choosing violence all day, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they had said on here, it's from 1993 onward. So that gets rid of Matt Young, Fabulous Moolah, some of the people that are like the classic names that people would have been arguing whether or not they should be in the very, very tip top or something. Because I'm sure people would make the case like, well, Moolah was champion for like 93 years. Uh, I mean, she's in a different era and she defended the title like, I don't know, once and then like 15 years went by and then she did it again or something. Like just, it's not quite the same. So this is more so a more modern list, although 1993, I mean, that's that's a long time ago, and at the same time, WWE didn't really have a great roster of women back then. I'm surprised they were able to get to 50. Well, I mean, there's been way more than 50. A lot of them come from right now. Some of them, like, we got Kaylee Ray is at 48, and yeah. uh, who's number 50? Number 50 fair- is Tony Storm. She, uh, but to be fair, Kaylee Ray was like champion for two years. Yeah, then again, though, I mean, she probably wouldn't have been if uh, it wasn't for the pandemic. But then again, maybe she would. I don't know what their plans are for Kaylee Ray. Clearly, I'm wrong. I thought she's going to lose that title like four times by now. I but, like I like where they're going. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about NXT UK. Yeah, we'll do that on our hot tags for next week. Is the plan to do our predictions for NXT UK Prelude. But we will talk about NXT UK from this week. Um, I didn't go through this entire list and really weigh everything. So I'm not going to be like, oh, man, Lacey Evans is number 39 and Caitlin's 49. Even oh, though Lacey God. Evans hasn't done anything and Caitlin's been a former champion. Like, Well, I, I, I'll try. And I, I've failed at this earlier today. You were witness to this. But I'll try to kind of give you some justification. So is there anybody that stands out to you that's really high or really low compared to what they should be? This I'll say this. Glancing at this list, it's not how I would have done it. A lot of names are close, but a lot of names are like, nope, you got to take them down another five or another 10 or another 20. Oh, that one should be moved up more, that, et cetera, et cetera. I would, off the, off the bat, I'm surprised Bull Nakano is ahead 
of so many. Yeah, like, she's ahead of Naomi. She's ahead of uh, Kyrie Sane. She's ahead of Carmella. I mean, the amount of times that Bonacano won a championship versus the amount of t- uh, times that Eve won a championship. Not to say that uh, Eve's like, you know, some of the best uh, in ring talent that's ever happened, but I don't know. I kind of rank championships as being something that's pretty important. I would put Tony Storm at least in the number 45 slot. It's not a big deal, but she's the last one on the list. And people like Caitlin are ahead of her and Shotzi. Sonya Deville's ahead of her and Sonya's not won a championship. Yeah, and, and look, I'm like you. Championships are important. Tony won a championship and the Mae Young Classic. Natty, I know a meme because of how she reacted to the $1 thing, but Natty <laughs> should be at least 15 She's ahead of Natty are AJ Lee, Shayna Baszler, Paige, Alexa Bliss. I think Natty should be higher up. I think Natty should be on this list. The people that I uh, uh, would put Natty above, I'd put Natty above Victoria, for instance. Yeah. I'd put Natty above Molly Holly. Yeah. I'd put her above Sable. Maybe. I'd put her above Shayna right now. I'd put her above Shayna. I'd put her above Paige. Uh, I'd put her above Alexa. Alexa's done a lot. Yeah, see, Alexa... But Natty's been there longer. I think Alexa's one of the ones that's right around that range that she should be in. But I don't think that Ronda Rousey should be in the top ten. I do. Above Bailey? No. Because that's where it's like, really? Above Bailey? Bailey should be top... See, the way that they did the top five is interesting because I'll be honest, I'm shocked that China's number four. I'm shocked Charlotte's not number one. I'm not. Right now, Trish Stratus, who is number one, is grandfathered, or I guess maybe in this case, grandmothered in. She she had to be number one because you saw the the pushback that I received. When I was explaining in our group chat, hey, look, Becky's number three because she's a draw. And you had people trying to be like, well, AJ should be higher. Well, this should be higher. Charlotte's number two because she's Charlotte fucking Flair. Like at this point, that is the resume. She's got 12 women's championships, 13 if you count the tag. I'd put her above Trish. I'd put her above Trish and she'll get there. But Trish had to be number one here. We got Asuka's number five. I'm surprised about that. It's not that I disagree with it, but I'm surprised that they actually went with that because they really don't give a shit about Asuka from the way that they've booked her the past year. You think that, but realistically, um, Asuka won the first Women's Rumble. They give her the Asuka. accolades. They just don't like doing anything with her. That's the problem. Right. But the accolades aren't it. Yeah, I mean, uh, she's done everything that she can possibly do except for win an Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Because she won Money in the Bank. She won Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Uh, she didn't win the NXT Tag Team Championship, but it just was created, so that doesn't count, really. 
she won the tag team titles multiple times, were a Rumble winner. So, I mean, Asuka's fantastic. And I can see people being upset that Tasha Banks was bumped off of the top five. To me, though, like Ronda Rousey beating out Bailey. No, sorry. If you want to argue Ronda held the title for a while, nowhere near as long as Bailey did. If you want to argue that Ronda was in the main event of WrestleMania, sure, that's one of the biggest accolades that they could possibly have, but does that one thing compare to the other stuff? I don't think so. There's quantity and quality, and then there's quantity of quality and quality of quantity. Quid pro quo. Other Q words. Q branch. Uh, <laughs> I never joke about my work 007 uh, like Mickey James for my personal list is higher I'd put her I'd always put her higher up because I think that Mickey's fantastic and I don't think she gets the credit that she deserves I think Mickey is one of the absolute top best of all time and her being around number 12 I'm like well I'm not surprised but at least they gave her 12 they didn't do that kind of nonsense where she's like 38 or something. It was 38. That's a random number. Is number seven. Jazz. Because historical. And like they they hit certain points where it's like. What were we talking about? Were we talking about the Hall of Fame? Where it was like, I don't know. They decided to be a wrestling Hall of Fame for five seconds. And they put in all these people. That's kind of what Blaze at number seven and Nakano at number 29 is. You know what the top 10 is? They said, who's our top 10? Four horsewomen, Trish and Lita. We need Alundra Blaze to be from that different era. China. And then they were like, all right, well, we got two more like spots. How they treat wrestling right now, it's four horsewomen, Asuka. And then you factor in Trish and Lita. That's seven. And then you got three spots. So what do you do? China. Rhonda and Alundra and Alundra Blaze because then you can say well we got China in there we got the 1990 early stuff with Alundra Blaze and we got Rhonda who's a big big name and whatever and then then they start getting into okay let's actually debate Beth Mickey Alexa Victoria Molly Holly Sable etc etc I'm really shocked Rhea Ripley is at 21 like Rhea Ripley is great and I want, I've, you know, I've spent an entire year talking about how they're not giving her the credit that she deserves and they're not pushing her well enough. But has she already gotten to the point where she is career-wise? If she were to drop... There's a thing Above on the... the yeah, there's a thing on the website that I don't like update every single week or anything, but it's called Claim to Fame. And the idea behind it, the website, I mean, www.smartcutmoment.com, uh, www.smartcutmoment.com uh, it's... If they were to stop wrestling right now and retire, would they be Hall of Fame worthy? And somebody like Aria Ripley, she is amazing. She is going to be somebody that they really, really need to rely on for the future for so many years and everything. In three to four months, I'm sure it'll make sense, (laughs) according to Triple H. But if you tell me if she stopped right now, she's better than Michelle McCool, Io Shirai, Naomi, uh, Melina, the combined Bella twins, because they're grouped together as one. I don't know. I wouldn't quite say that. She won two championships. 
and she lost a WrestleMania match, and she won War Games and Survivor Series. So look, um, I've often said you can go back in the podcast and check before Evolution, before Becky Lynch turns heel, even. I feel like I was saying Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella can headline WrestleMania legitimately. And I still very much feel like on her own for the casual viewer, whatever that is in your definition, Nikki Bella is a huge asset to WWE. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's the Kim Kardashian of WWE. The fact that the Bell Twins are only number 26 is wrong. Because you, you can, can make the argument all you fucking want. They should be above Luna Vachon. That's exactly the I, one I was going to say. I know you were. You know why? Because we think alike. Yes, we all love Luna. I love Luna Vachon. Luna's a lot of fun. Luna was so fucking good back in the day. But she ain't putting ass in seats like Nikki Bella. As a fact, if Luna Vachon was making her debut in this time frame, there wouldn't be two TV shows revolving around her. There you go. Bella Twins. They created their own... Like I said, they're the Kardashians of WWE. And I'm not endorsing the Kardashians by any means. Don't tell me, uh, don't tell me that I am, because I'm not. But like... Come on now. You're going to put Luna Vachon over that? That's where sometimes I think that there's like a little bit of an argument. Kind of like they're, I guess they're doing maybe their Mount Rushmore and their own top rope list or whatever. Like somebody's making the argument. But Luna was better in the ring and damn it, I'm going to fight for her over whatever. And, and Luna's great. Melina's great. Naomi is number 30. Naomi should be above Bull Nakano in my mind. Yeah. You know, like I'd put and Naomi look, over Ivory. I got. I just bought a shirt with Bull Nakano's face on it. Like this isn't us being uneducated people we're I educated i don't know if there's a single person on this list that i wouldn't have on this list where's bertha Faye? yeah she's not on there right bertha Faye. i look bertha Faye is great but or where are the iconics they're the only like modern women not on this list no there's plenty that aren't on the list no, they're Nikki crosses. Oh wait, no, Nikki crosses. Nikki okay. crosses there. Tamina's there. Huh. Did they wait, not to, no, put Tamina's, Tamina on the list? No, Tamina's not on the list. Come on, come, you put. Come, okay, how would look. how would you justify any of these not being on the list and Tamina being above them? Come on, be honest. Caitlyn. No, Caitlyn won a championship. Tamina still hasn't. Caitlyn won uh, an NXT season too. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, Look, Tamina's I, I, not won a single I, important match in her life. I I know we crap on her a lot, but I think Tamina deserves. She deserves the fifty spot. Get Look, rid of somebody. Fun, fundamentally, it doesn't matter if we make fun of Tamina's track record or not. Fundamentally, it's just bad. Like you can't argue for it. You know. I don't care how much I loved the movie Biodome when I was a kid. That is not winning Best Picture. <laughs> you know? Squirrel A! <laughs> it's, gonna, it's not the same. 
Somebody wants to make an argument. Well, what's a better movie? Uh, you know, a, a regular Paulie Shore thing or Citizens Kane. Paulie Shore. Uh, I've watched uh, I've watched Son in Law far more times than I've watched Citizen Kane. But you know what? <laughs> Citizen Kane is the better movie here. Like, so. um, look, it's a good list. I we could debate it all day. There's a great podcast which is still. To this day, I think my favorite that we've ever done, and it's not Rushmore Women's Wrestling. I don't know how bad the audio is, and I apologize. I haven't gone back, but I know I'm eating potato chips the whole time, and like clearly, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that was just me chilling with my two friends, Callum and Tony, talking about women's wrestling. It's one of the best podcasts we've ever done. I am very tempted, if it wasn't WrestleMania season and everything was absolutely insane, I would be very tempted to say, you know what, let's make our own top 50 women's list and actually do the top rope list uh, based off of that. But maybe we will. We can't do it. Can't do do it now. Yeah, if they ever do an Evolution 2, then maybe we'll get around to doing it then. Because I think that this is worth legit debate. And I don't know. Why is Ivory on this list? No, Ivory deserves to be on the list. What did Ivory do? He's champion. Oh, right to censor was, you know, fun gimmick and everything. Yeah, but still. She's uh, part of Glow. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not enough the ranking base just purely off of WWE, but she looks great. I, I she seems like a sweetheart. To, I would have liked to have found a way to get to meet on this list. Woman's been there for 11 years. If you bump it to the top 100. Throw her a bone, <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> so that's another thing to, you know, chime in about whether you think certain people should be higher or lower. Do you think it's kind of weird that Candice LeRae is above Tony Storm, for instance, even though Candice LeRae hasn't won a championship? I do. I love Candice, but I don't think I'd put her above Tony Storm. Same uh, for a couple other things here and there. What would your list be? Drop it in the comments below. And if you are really interested in us doing that, then let us know, because maybe once we get post-WrestleMania season and we're looking for some topics, maybe we'll come back around to this. Let's talk about Andrade. He is rumored to be joining ROH for the 19th anniversary. Oh, well, that just went off the air and he did not. Well, then he isn't. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> now, well, we can talk about Andrade, because Andrade does not have a 90-day no-compete clause. And that's exciting, because that means he can show up anywhere. Now, there are some rumors about Thea Trinidad as well. I hate this rumor. This is one of those things that I hate when it's a non-story, in a way. But basically what's going around is she signed something with some company in some capacity that's going to stop her from being a part of AEW for some amount of time, which is like, oh, come on. You know, that's, it's not really saying anything, but it's saying something, but what it is, it's so ambiguous enough that eventually it could be like, see, I told you, you know, that kind of thing. I hate that. So my issue is if she signed with impact, just say she signed with impact. Here's from Dave Meltzer. Not knocking Dave. Dave Meltzer literally said, I don't know where she signed, but she signed something. What's the point of that, Tony? (laughs) Uh, I guess it's to tell people 
more than anything, she's not going to AEW in a couple weeks. <laughs> I'm not against her signing with Ring of Honor. And look, Ring of if Andrade went to Ring of Honor right now, he's world champion. Yeah. And I'm kind of okay with that. I'd rather him in AEW, but I think AEW is picking up a little too many ex-WWE guys right now. If you had Granted, to pick, you got like... Between picking up Andrade and picking up Big Show. Yeah. If you had to well, pick between like AEW, ROH, Impact, MLW, New Japan, CMLL, where would you want Andrade to go? Where would I want him to go? I'd want... Okay, like I would want him to go to AEW. Same here. Because I, I like him and I want to watch him. Um, if Same with uh, Trinidad for me too. Yeah, I mean like I watch Impact. You know, maybe they could go there, but I would want him to go to AEW. I think he'll end up in CMLL for a little bit. I think he'll do some Ring of Honor. I think he'll do some New Japan. I think, and he said this to Epico. Epico did an interview with Sports Kita, and he was like, hey, you know, he told me. I the money's great. I don't want to fucking sit in catering. And for some people, that is all it's about. You know, I want to actually do something with my life. Good. But God bless them. You know, people who have that kind of mentality deserve to be able to go and actually use their talents and you know make a living, showing off what they're talented for and what they are paid to do for a job. I couldn't agree more. Same thing with uh, Zelina. You know, she has so much to offer in so many different ways. And I think that wherever they land, it will be a big deal for them. What is this uh, stuff that got tweet uh, deleted from this tweet? Is Lance Storm and MVP going back and forth? I think it was some guy probably being like, fuck Lance Storm. Huh. You know? And MVP was just like, all right, since you want to be a dick, I'll stand up for Landstorm. <laughs> like, uh, so, what was I listening to? It was a Chris Hero podcast where he, a fan asked him, and I don't blame the fan. I blame, you know, the perception of wrestling. Fan asked him, hey, was it hard for you to take career advice from people like Joey Mercury and was it Joey Mercury and Norman Smiley. Cause in that fan's mind who sent in the question, they're like, what the fuck these guys ever do? They're Joey Mercury. Yeah. And Norman Smiley. And you know, hero kind of went off like they're great and they've always known what they're doing. You know, that's on you for not being more educated. And same thing kind of applies here, you know? Hmm. So let's talk about some TV stuff. Before we get into the TV stuff, though, a reminder that you should be voting for the best pay-per-view name of all time in the Smart Madness tournament that we've got going on right now, because round three is up, which is down to the Elite Eight. And we are down to these matchups. Royal Rumble versus NXT TakeOver. Clash of Champions versus WrestleMania. SummerSlam versus Extreme Rules. 
And Survivor Series versus Money in the Bank. All right. So of the big those, four are gonna probably win. Of those, Money in the Bank has the best shot of dethroning a big four. Yeah. Not unlike in real life. Um, I'm assuming the biggest blowout is gonna be Royal Rumble versus Takeover. I kind of think people like Takeover. That that could be like a sleeper change. We'll see. And those polls shut off Wednesday nights after I get done watching all the TV stuff that I do. So vote while you can, and then we'll roll along with round four next week and eventually the finals the week of WrestleMania. Then the week afterward, then we'll be talking about the whole tournament and recapping everything and giving our thoughts on what you voted for this or for that. And I'll be like making the case again that Breaking Point is a great name and really shouldn't be um, ignored. And, you know, I like Cyber Sunday. I'm not a fan of Cyber Sunday. It's better than Taboo Tuesday, though. It's better than Taboo Tuesday, and I still don't understand how Cyber Sunday hasn't become a major event in the time of social media. How, during a pandemic, did you not say, well, WWE Universe can't be here, but they can vote and influence by voting on Cyber Sunday? How they didn't do that, how they haven't done it, I don't know. Probably some kind of a thing of like, well, we don't want to let them think that they can control things, you know? You let them do that either way. Yeah. Am I wrong? Well, they at least try. And then Vincent Company could just be like, nope. <laughs> you know. Let's talk some TV stuff here. Uh, we're not going to break down everything, of course, because go to the website and you'll see what happened in the results pages and stuff. But looking on Monday Night Raw, I'm double checking to see if there's anything that's pretty interesting. Eventually, we'll talk about some of these topics, like the fact that most likely Sheamus and Matt Riddle seem to be heading for a United States title match at WrestleMania, and they confirmed a bunch of matches. This week was very much, oh, crap, WrestleMania's coming. Let's announce that, where they just sort of, I challenge you to a match at WrestleMania. Well, you know what? I accept. That's kind of like five or six different segments that happened uh, on this week. This week. And if, Maybe more, if, more you that, if you count takeover. Takeover, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so same wavelength again. Um, we do know that Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are not going to be ringside for WrestleMania, which means they are on that list that I have of unsung heroes that deserve a WrestleMania moment because they're not in the tag title picture, and there's no Andre yet announced, and they're banned from ringside. So are we going to go WrestleMania? That's just stupid stipulation why are they banned from ringside show me one instance of them uh, dramatically affecting the course of a Bobby Lashley match they might still end up just running out anyway I don't know I don't want Wrestlemania to go down and the two of them to not have a single placement on the card I think that that's ridiculous especially because like Cedric he's one of those guys that has wrestled more than once practically every week give him a paycheck you know (laughs) let him do something he's a workhorse we got some more stuff shane mcmahon and braun Strowman and all that looking through this list i don't think there's anything that happened on raw that's worth talking about because it's mostly just well they challenged this person for wrestlemania and now we're getting that i'm trying to think Uh, that's that usually doesn't work out well Now, Raw this week and every week really has been a chore. But each creeping day, I think, 
Oh, McIntyre, they're going to turn on you so hard. They really are. It's going to happen. Because, and you know this, they're fighting right now over what should be the main event of the show. And you yeah. know. I mean, they're starting to advertise more and more that Sasha and Bianca are going to be the main event. So I are think they that though? they I think that they switched it. I think they're going with that. Are they, though? Oh, on SmackDown tonight, they made a lot more references to that being the main event. And I'm pretty sure, I don't remember 100%, but I'm pretty sure that when they ran that through the list, you know, the whole, like, this match is happening, and that match, and that match, I'm pretty sure that see, that was the I, last one for that night. See, but I'm going to get on my conspiracy theory grind here and say, that's a SmackDown show. They would be foolish not to plug the SmackDown match last. Yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah. Yes, we'll I'm see. Saying. <laughs> Let's talk about AEW Dynamite. This was, to be perfectly honest, one of those episodes that I skipped a lot of because I really didn't honestly feel like I needed to see, like, Hangman Adam Page against Cesar Bononi. I didn't need to watch it. Oh, you the know, NXT breakout star of the year, yeah, <laughs> 2017. Beautiful Bononi. Bononi. How can you? How can you, Tony? I didn't watch, you know, Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid against the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler, et cetera, et cetera. I watched the promos. I watched some of the other things here and there, but I felt like the only really interesting thing that happened on this episode is that John Silver got injured. And that sucks. That does suck. He'll be out four to six weeks. Not as bad as it could have been. Uh, definitely not. So that's good. I don't like this QT Marshall gimmick. No, I don't like this. I don't like the idea that Cody Rhodes is in a sling and he says, yeah, I'll fight you. We'll have an exhibition and it'll be fun. I don't like anything Cody Rhodes is doing. Sorry. Like, I don't. I want him to be world champion. He could easily be leading the pinnacle. And it would be just as good. I mean, I love MJF, but Cody, you take MJF and you put in Cody, it doesn't lose a thing, and it might even get better. You know what really needs to change about Pinnacle? Uh, what? Sean Spears has to get rid of that mohawk. <laughs> that it's, looks so it's, bad. It's an it's a choice. Uh, you know, some people. You look at a menu, and you go, who would ever order this? Sometimes people make bad choices. Uh, what do you went think to, about? went to one of my local diners uh, one time, however many years ago, and it was like, I don't know, two in the morning. So, I mean, when you're at a diner at two in the morning, you're getting like pancakes or something, right? And I was like, yeah. so the, the waiter came by, and I was like, yeah, I got a question. Does anybody order the friggin' oysters? <laughs> Who is ordering the oysters at a diner like this? He's like, nah. <laughs> sort of. They all know better than to do that. So it's a choice. I would be that idiot. <laughs> it's two in the morning. I'll have the diner oysters. I'll have the diner oysters. I did that one. I was at Disney Springs once. And hi, welcome to Snack Talk. I was at <laughs> Disney Springs once. And I got a crab cake. Fucking mistake. <laughs> and like, look, Disney Springs is a blast. Go to the House of Blues instead of going to the diner and getting the crab cakes. Yeah, I could tell you from at least like uh, early 2000s, 
there's some place I don't remember the name of it in the Magic Kingdom or no MGM uh, that does not know how to make fish and chips. <laughs> so. But like, so you know why you end up doing that? Because you get this in your head of like, I want this, mm-hmm. I want this type of food, <laughs> and then and you make a choice. <laughs> And it's a mistake. So you got Sean Spears was like, I got this idea in my head. Yeah. Mohawk, it's going to be great. It's going to be blonde and everything. <laughs> now, to be fair, I like that he's getting getting a push. Yeah. He deserves it. I want him to be a TNT champion at some point. What do you think about Orange Cassidy coming out to Where Is My Land? I've never been a big fan of that song. Really? Yeah. Despite Fight Club being a Yeah, it suits him. It's not anywhere near as good as Jungle Boy coming out to Tarzan Boy. I want this to continue being a thing. I want Tony Khan to keep paying for real songs. I'm sorry, real songs just hit different. You know, it makes people seem human. (laughs) Because, like, look, it's cool to have your own theme song. But how many people does that really work for? Like, uh... Shawn Michaels can have his own theme song because he sings it. But Orange Cassidy coming out to Where Is My Mind just feels right. You know, who needs a new actual, like, dedicated to themselves theme? It's Hangman Page. Yeah. His theme's great, but it's a 40-second loop stock production theme. You can check it out on, like, Toyota ads. It's worked for some people, like the Hardy Boys, their main theme is another production theme. I've seen it on like Six Flags commercials and stuff, but you need like, once we get to that point where Paige is really getting pushed, he needs his own theme. For that matter, when are we getting that Roman Reigns theme? Yep. How many months ago was it like, yeah, we're working on a new theme or whatever. And where's my Keith Lee theme? Huh? You're like letting everybody else on this uh, WWE music channel, except for Keith Lee. Come on. Uh, Keith Lee. Fightful Select broke some news that he's out with some health issues, which is what I was saying I didn't want to see. Still no clarification on what those health issues are, though. But it seems more and more the way that they don't say what's happening. Whenever that happens, it tends to be a concussion. I, hope, I just hope he's all right. Yeah. I know that there was a little bit of that time when he had COVID, so maybe there's some kind of like lingering issues with COVID because some people are like, hey, it's been practically a year and I still can't taste food and stuff. Wear a mask. That's scary, bro. Yeah. Hopefully, whatever it is gets sorted out as soon as humanly possible because Keith Lee is amazing and I don't want anything to happen to him. Let's talk about NXT UK or NXT Yuck. Nah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I just wanted to make uh, that joke. <laughs> so here's a new thing I've noticed. Peacock just uploads the full episode. Of? Uk. You don't have to, like... Uh, they upload it, like, live. on the spot? They or do they upload it, it afterward? No, they upload it on the spot, full. I might have to take advantage of that. Skip through you, some of the... You just skip right to the end and see what they announced for next week. Such as they announced... Uh, Mario Fabio and Luigi Fabio defending the NXT UK Tag Team titles against Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams. 
See, there's somebody out there that's going, I don't remember those two going on the roster. Did they just sign somebody? Sam Stoker and Luce Howie. I know what their names are. They're gorgeous, and I call them the Fabio twins. Mario Fabio and Luigi Fabio. Okay? You know what I was thinking tonight? When uh, 205 Live was on, and the Bollywood boys were up against Ari Divari and Tony Nese, I had a couple thoughts in my mind. One was, my God, this is, like, Divari and Nese have their own brand. Because they are the only people on this brand for the most part for months. So it's kind of weird to think like those two have their own show, basically. Another thing I was like, you know, if the Bollywood Boys ever left WWE, I don't know what the trademark situation is, but if they couldn't use the Bollywood Boys, they could very easily call themselves the Bollywood Bros. And just, yeah. you know, Bollywood Brothers and whatever. They've got a flexible kind of thing going on there. And they didn't have to do something like Doc Gallo. Instead of Gallows, you know, Chris Master. Still the worst that I've ever seen. But yeah, the uh, NXT UK side of things, we got some stuff about the setup of what we've already seen. Like, we got a little bit more of a setup of the Noam Dar and uh, Tyler Bate match that's happening. But no more matches announced for NXT UK Prelude. Very surprised about that. I think that they need at least one more. Including that tag title match that could have just been added to the show. Yeah, that's happening next week. So that's out of the mix. They already did the no DQ match between Dragunov and Gradwell this week. So that's not there. They kind of alluded to maybe Isla Dawn is going to fight for the NXT UK Women's Championship, but that's out of nowhere. She's lost almost every single one of her matches in NXT UK. I'm good with it. Somebody, I forget where it was. uh, I clicked on... I don't know, the live chat or something, I forget what it was, where somebody's like, oh man, this is WWE just trying to capitalize on WandaVision. <laughs> like, that's I'm pretty sure that's not what's happened here. It's kind of funny though. Uh, I still kind of think that maybe there's a chance that it's like a four-way and Ginny and Piper Devin get involved. No, no, say her name right, Tony. Ginny! Thank you. <laughs> it's gotta be J-I-N-N-E-H. Uh, Connor's beat stars Uh, we got more about the T-Bone and Primate thing he's just T-Bone now he's not uh, Mason T-Bone or any of the names we were talking about the other day (laughs) yeah but they specifically kept saying about how Mike Hitchman Wild Boar is gone from the group as opposed to just like reprimanded I'm wondering if his deal is up and he isn't signing with WWE. Um, who the, who knows? Honestly, I probably couldn't pick him out of the lineup if in a few months, you know. He's the the one that looks like Wild Boar. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of these UK guys. Because remember, so, I'm if you want to make sure you can get uh, get them in a lineup, all you got to do is go suey and see who responds. Oh my god, Tony! <laughs> oh, Jesus! I don't know if that works with wild boars. It might just be regular domesticated pigs. I'll ask Ken Rio. Uh, Slop drops for everybody. <laughs> you think? Uh, different rabbit hole maybe a dark cast uh, just i'm gonna ask what you think was actually in that bucket but i think we should just save that for another day you know what is kind of funny one of the things that i have burned in my brain is that cover of that wwe magazine that says 
Sonny, once so true, we slapped you. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know why that's that's just like, I'll never not remember that. Do you think that people jizzed in the bucket, Tony? So I, I, I have... I guarantee somebody did something at some point to that bucket. Guaranteed. I don't know what type of bodily fluid it might have been, but there's something in there that shouldn't just be like chicken corn chowder. You know? Shout out. Shout out. I kill you. Somebody's like, oh my God, how many Simpsons episodes have been in the bucket so far? Um... So about NXT, we've got some matches that really don't matter too, too much. I mean, like, Yoshirai and Zoe Stark lost to Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai because you have to set up Raquel's going to beat Io, which I still think is happening. Um, Walter beat the crap out of Drake Maverick. <laughs> Poor Drake. We know that he'll be fighting uh, Chamba on night one. So uh, he's going to fight him, fly all the way over to England for Prelude. They totally didn't put Prelude in the can. Right. Which, the fact that that's happening means that that kind of spoils what happens with TakeOver, but... Correct. You know, I mean, things happen. And there was a little bit of an ad to the card where Shawn Michaels came out, put a ladder between Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar, and I'm like, cool! (laughs) Like, it's kind of like... That was my favorite cameo, I think, ever. Yeah, the that's great. Shawn Michaels just came out. Like, all right, I see where what you guys need here. Here's a ladder. See ya. You know it what works. to do with that, right? Like, it's, it's just so good. And then they bothered to follow him all the way through and have him stare at Adam Cole, which is just great. Yeah, the Shawn Michaels is great. Shawn Michaels is always win. And the Cole and uh, Kyle O'Reilly promo, fucking loved it. It was the greatest promo segment in a while. Best promo segment that Kyle O'Reilly's ever had. Uh, It just, I absolutely, absolutely loved it. And I love the little angle that they're going with too, that he had said, if I remember the line exactly, I don't know if it's 100% exact, but he had said, I sold my soul for the Undisputed Era and I want it back. That is exactly what he said. I'm like he, he damn, that's good. About you know, they used to beat the shit out of people. It really, you know, it really affected him. He says for the first time in nearly four years, he'll be able to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, once he, I'll sleep like, like a baby. That was great. That's real, Tony. Like, I'm not saying that it's a real feeling for him. Yeah, but like, I'm sure he's fine. That? <laughs> he's not, like, actually yeah, upset like, that he's attacking Roderick Strong before he was in the group or something. You know? Yeah, like, have you ever felt that, Terry? Like, mm-hmm. man, I'm going to get this off my chest, and it's going to feel so fucking good. I'm going to sleep. We got, like, uh, the rest of the setup for, you know, tag title match and so on and so forth. We'll talk about it next week. Or the week after that, when we start getting into our predictions. So, stay tuned for that kind of stuff. And then let's round this out with SmackDown, which clarified a couple other things as well. Hey, I challenge you to a match. Do you accept? Yep. Hey, I challenge you to a match. Do you accept? Yep. Yeah, I challenge you to a match. You already accepted. I challenge you to a match. Yeah, well, I don't accept. Neither do I. Well, too bad. <laughs> That's basically what SmackDown was. Yep. It's uh, we're getting Cesaro and Rollins, we're getting Owens and Zane, we're getting an That's Intercontinental insane. Championship match for the seventh time. 
That's not possible. Yep. Uh, Big have E. Seven have they had six Intercontinental Championship matches? Big E and Apollo Crews have fought six times since January. For the Intercontinental Championship. I think it just fought six times. I think it was for the Intercontinental Championship every time. So this will be the seventh one, and it still has no gimmick. Can't even spice it yeah. up with that. Why is that? We'll get into it another time. <laughs> but we got oh. a triple threat now happening for WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan is inserted into the Universal Title picture, so some positives and some negatives when it comes to that. Mostly positives. I, I like think. it. I like Edge kind of going heel and being like, because I don't like good guy Edge. And I understand why he's a good guy, because he's got kids, you know? He's not just, like, some dirtbag who's sleeping with a hot redhead. He's got kids. But, yeah, this just works better. And I like that it's 10 years to the day of him relinquishing the belt. However, it kind of feeds into my theory about, man, I think the Edge McIntyre story would have been better. Could have just told that story of 10 years to the day, and I know you want that moment with fans, but it's not yours. They took the long road here, and I like the characters, so I'm willing to let it play out. But it was the longer road. I still don't think we should have Orton Wyatt, so <laughs> it's another argument for another day. They haven't added a stipulation to that either. That's concerning. It's very concerning, and I don't think that they're going to at this point. I think that that's them basically being like, wouldn't it be interesting if midway through we just take, you know, defied logic and did weird things, kind of. So I'm not, uh, I'm feeling some stuff about WrestleMania better and some other stuff I'm really not feeling. It's kind of strange. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for the three-way. Right now, the three-way is the only match out of the three matches they're calling the main event. That I actually want to see. And I, I mean that. About, look, Banks and Miller, they did a great thing tonight. There was no Reginald. Hallelujah. Well, it took them like three months. But it took them like a month and a half to get rid of this character. And right now, the main event is just, or that match in particular is just, you're a rookie. Ugh. And, and Bianca goes, Oh, yeah? Well, uh. Yeah. And then she gets laid out anyway. Although I, I did like the smack to Sasha. They're good at smacking each other. I believe that there's force in those smacks. And that's good. Feud's been terrible. It's a shame for people that are so talented as they are that they got the short end of the stick with this booking scenario. But again, we'll talk about that more when we get to our predictions and everything with WrestleMania, because we still have a little bit of time before that's the case. I said, what time is it? Vader time? Boss time. (laughs) Nah, it's Vader time. No, it's boss time. You know, it's not Tasha Banks' baby blue uh, side plates. Nope, didn't notice. Yeah, that's really weird. Oh, she's part of the blue brand. That makes sense. But it matches the belt so much better. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 
It's almost like maybe the person who decided to do that to match things should have been working on the um, editing of the graphic of WrestleMania 2 <laughs> and followed logic and, you know, yeah. cohesion Fuck and that. things Fuck that man. look aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> anyway, that are, that are, those are the hot tags that I've got written down here. Anything else that you can think English. of? Yeah, I speak English. <laughs> Times are forever. Check it out, everybody. A review to a kill. It's a good movie. I, I usually that's not. I usually said it wasn't a good movie. Look, upon further reflection, it's a good movie. It's memorable. That doesn't mean it's good. In this case, it does. Look, Giant Gonzalez versus Undertaker is memorable. It's garbage match. Check out all blame. Check out all blame. Check out the wrestling with the past that is coming up next week. That is our main event for this next uh, round of podcasts that we're doing. But before we get into that, we're going to do our live watch along of WrestleMania 19. So stay tuned for that on this Sunday at noon Eastern, as I mentioned before. Remember, if you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and you ring that little notification bell, you'll get the email alert of when we go live for any podcasts that we go live on. So we've been doing the post shows live and we've been doing the mailbag once a quarter live. So one of them is coming up pretty soon after WrestleMania as well, the quarter two one. So, you know, if you have any questions for the mailbag, send them in too. And if you follow through all of the different kind of stuff, you'll probably know this already, but if you want to check out the merchandise shops, those are at T public and Redbubble. lots of different, different, uh, uh, different, 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 lots of different designs and some different options of things that you can put on different products. And, you know, if you got any ideas, send them my way as well. I'll try to make something, I'm not the best graphic designer in the world, but I can make a WrestleMania two logo. That's for sure. So check that out. <laughs> I don't know why that's so salty. It's just <laughs> it's just one of those days, I guess. They I don't know. And check out what we've got going all over the place here. Follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts. For Fanboys Anonymous, it's at Fanboys Anon on Twitter, Fanboys Anonymous on Facebook. For Smartout Moment, of course, they're both at Smartout Moment. I am at Tony Mango. And Rob is at Dude Felice. Yep. And uh, I think that's... Uh... That might be it. Wait, no, wait a minute. I listen, guys. It's There's also long. your plugs, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, look, I got Fightful. Fightful <laughs> select. I know where I work. All right. <laughs> like, I got Fightful. Fightful select. I mean, you're not plugging market. the things for that to, for you to know. <laughs> it's for other people to know. <laughs> I mean, I, you know where you work. Be, Somebody else might not. <laughs> there might be something about Twitch coming. You know. I, I know where I work. <laughs> I speak English. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's me. Check me out on Twitter at Dude Police, and uh, thank you for all your support. <laughs> thank you for listening to this edition, everybody. Thank you for following all the things and doing all the things and subscribing to the things and liking the things and taking a part of all the discussions and voting on the Smart Madness tournament and any of that stuff is awesome. It makes you an awesome person. I'll stamp it. You know, I'll get notarized and we'll, we'll sort that out. But that's going to do us in for this edition of the Hot Tags. We will see you next time, everybody. But for now, this has been another Smart Out moment. And we're being counted out. Ah!